0: I'm Keenan.
1: and I'm Rachel
0: and on this episode of part of our world podcast we are going to be talking about Disney attractions that are made into movies what has been and what could be mm-hmm so an exciting kind of dual focus episode here where we're gonna be looking at sort of what what they've already done and then maybe pitch pitch a few of our own ideas to Disney yeah we'll they, see, see what, what you think.
1: guys think too And yeah. you can let us know if you have any ideas Yeah, but first
0: down to business
1: have some housekeeping. Yes,
0: so iTunes reviews Uh, We have one here Rachel if you want to take that over
1: Yes, this is from Brendan and Catherine from over at detour to neverland who have a great podcast You guys should definitely check them out Um, And they were kind enough to leave us a review and they say, Wonderful Disney podcast. We love listening to Kenan and Rachel chat about all things Disney. You can tell their motivation is truly to share their love of the magic. Highly recommend.
0: Yeah. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks. And they, I think, were just at the parks. And they always have really interesting people on their podcasts. And are you know, doing a lot of networking and helping people kind of... Um,
0: yeah, they take a different approach to Disney podcasts. They kind of... It's really about interviewing people in the Disney community and influencers and employees and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So it's really cool to see this big Disney community and they kind of dive in deeper with a lot of those guys, which, and it's made me follow some of the people that they interview too, because they're just interesting. So definitely check out those guys. They have a really good podcast
0: over there. And leave them an iTunes review. Actually, I say that They are completely, I mean, iTunes is going away. It's now Apple Podcasts. And I'm not really sure how the whole review system works. So we've always kind of preached, hey, to promote the show, one of the best things you can do is to leave a review. That's still true. As far as I know, you know, reviews go a long way in getting noticed. But there used to be an algorithm. I'm not sure if that exists anymore. So keep the reviews coming. We definitely appreciate them. We will definitely continue to read them. Uh, I'm going to start figuring out maybe how to leave reviews on our website so that we can just have a one stop shop for your part of our world podcast reviews that
1: mm-hmm. we can read
0: on air. But yep. we appreciate any and all feedback, not just the iTunes reviews, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now. So thanks for sharing those with us.
1: Yep. We appreciate it.
0: Yep. Yeah. In other news, we now have an official not really sponsor of our show. Rachel's rolling her eyes at me. We don't we don't have a sponsor. I'm not not actually serious there. But Um, we've kind of alluded to this on previous episodes. And if you follow us on social media, you've probably seen this news, but I have recently become a travel agent with capture the magic vacations,
1: which is super awesome.
0: Yeah. And so of course my area of expertise is Disney vacations, and I'd be happy to help any of our listeners plan their Disney dream vacation. The nice thing about travel agents is that, um, you know, at least in the the Disney sphere services are free. Um, We get paid by Disney to provide you guys with a service, so it does not come out of your pocket. Um, It is just something they kind of give us a little kickback for helping you guys out. So I am available for (laughs) travel planning services.
1: Yep, and Keenan does an awesome job. He, you know, obviously planned our whole vacation, packed all the magic in that was possible to pack in, um, helps out friends and families. Um, anyway, so we just thought this would be a a good thing, and yeah, enough you know. people
0: told me, "Hey, you should you should do this like for a living," and I eventually said, "Okay, well, I guess, sure, yeah." So, yeah, so it's very exciting. It's a so. thing. Yeah, you can reach out to me, um, keenan.meadows at capturethemagicvacations.com. If you reach out to me on Twitter and direct message, or emailing the podcast as well. I will get back to you. I'll just send you, like, an official email from my um, travel agency account.
1: Keenan is very good at communicating and getting back to people.
0: <laughs> what is? Are you implying that you're not?
1: I'm not the best. But you're on it. Rachel's so. a people
0: person, but not administratively gifted.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> there's that. So, so I'm yeah. cheering him on.
1: Yeah. And... And prompting you to definitely hit up Keenan for those Disney vacations. Yep, I can do all can sorts totally of stuff.
0: Fast passes, uh, helping you with just different tours that you might be interested in, booking hotel reservations, obviously, flights, the whole nine yards. And if you are taking a trip that is not Disney, uh, I am, I'm trained in the Disney College of Knowledge and the Universal whatever, I forget what they call their school, but, uh, uh, the universal stuff, all the cruises have done all the training for that. And, um, I can basically book any vacation. So I'm working on an, working on an all-inclusive, uh, Mexico vacation right now. And it's, and it, it's exciting. It's a learning process, but I, I have the capabilities to do any vacation, not just Disney, but you guys are listening to the show because you like Disney and,
1: And probably like Disney rides and Disney movies.
0: Which is... Disney
1: rides that are made into Disney movies. Well...
0: That's almost as if that's a segue into our topic for today.
1: Almost. It is, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And impromptu, by the way. Uh, Let me just say with this episode tonight, I'm not suggesting that our episodes are scripted. They're really not. Like, we usually have a list of kind of like what we want to talk about and maybe some talking points. This is probably going to be one of the most unscripted episodes unscripted episodes we've done to date. I think so. We have ideas. We've talked about our ideas. We're very excited about tonight's topic. But uh, we have like three bullet points here. So you ready to jump so in? We'll
1: just see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so
1: yeah, why don't what, you tell us
0: what, what was the inspiration behind this?
1: Okay. So we, you know, the Jungle Cruise trailer came out just three days ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, So we were watching that and... Um, should we share our thoughts about that well, first?
0: Yeah, because I think for me, I mean, I don't want to take all the credit for this topic, but I think I was the one who kind of initiated this. Yes. And it, you, when this it started was totally with. Your topic. It started with, I, I think this actually kind of looks like a good movie. I mean, granted, I'm partial to <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: I mean, yes. And, and Emily
0: Blunt's great. So great, good casting. Yeah. But like the trailer itself, like the story that they're telling and. Um, I really like the meta humor, like they're using Jungle Cruise jokes, but I think in a not-so-subtle way, but in a way that's incorporated without being over-the-top or cheesy, unlike other movies that we'll get into. have tried this. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited. I remember listening to Hyperion Adventures, and they were at D23, and they really couldn't say anything about it because it was hush-hush at that point. But they said one of the biggest surprises of the weekend was some footage from this film and they said, we can't wait for the trailer. And then the trailer dropped and they said it affirms kind of what they saw from the footage that they saw at D23 and how they're actually surprised that this looks good. And I have to agree. It's, it doesn't look like amazing. It's not going to win any Oscars or anything, but it looks like a really fun.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be a fun movie. And like you said, Emily Blunt, um, I liked her. I was skeptical of her for um, Mary Poppins, but she surprised me. And although she's probably not singing in this movie, um, I think she'll, I mean, it seems like she's going to do a good job. Yeah. I don't know much about even the storyline. And like you said, The Rock, who most 30-year-old men really love. (laughs) I wonder if
0: it's because we grew up (laughs) with WWE back when it was WWF, and he was one of the Stars of that. You had him and um Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: Yeah, I had to be one over the to icons. the rock because I've told Keenan this, but um people made fun of me in middle school and compared me to The Rock because <laughs> maybe I don't want to share. <laughs> oh,
0: please. For for Well because
1: I think they said I had sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> and they would say things like, Can you smell what the rock is cooking to me? And So, <laughs> I didn't like him. You were that. offended. So, yeah. And, you know, just a, a middle school girl. You don't want to be compared to a WWF at the time wrestler. Yeah. And, um, which is upsetting. But, um, I do love The Rock and follow him on social media and, um, do enjoy his movies. Obviously, Moana is one of my favorites. I don't yeah. know if that's obvious. And he's but...
0: got lots of duds too, but, like, he brings, yeah, like, a charisma like to his films. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I think because he's in them kind of ups the ante a little bit. Not ups the ante. That's not the right phrase. It just kicks it up a notch.
1: Yeah. I feel a little exposed after what I just shared. But no,
0: it's, it's good. You have beautiful side. Right. <laughs> Thank you, dear. So anyway, this movie could be a total dud, as most Disney attractions turned films tend to be. We have the one shining uh. star in... Really? Pirates of the Caribbean, is it? Right.
1: And they made a whole successful franchise out of that. Yes. Um, but,
0: it, and it could go that way as well. You know, I kind of watched the trailer and I'm, okay. Emily Blunt's character clearly is not like the next Indiana Jones, but she has that sort of like, I don't know, the, the role, I guess. You know, because she's, she's trying to dig up these artifacts and stuff. And so she, yeah. it, I don't know, I guess what and I'm saying. She's sa- doing like
1: stunts me, and she Yeah, had... let
0: me rephrase what I'm trying to say. She, if it looks like it's going to be an Indiana Jones-esque film where I'm trying to find the truth behind the this legend and, you know, an artifact or whatever. And I go into the jungle and supernatural stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about that. I mean, if they do, like, a, an Indiana Jones-type movie and actually do a good job at it, I could see them having multiple Jungle Cruise movies, you know?
1: We will see.
0: I'm just saying. Like, it had the potential is there. But it could completely yeah. flop.
1: I mean, the special effects that I saw in the trailer, I, you know, were notable, I thought. True. I like, These look pretty good.
0: The only problem with that is we live in an age where Almost so everybody does get special effects, and if we're talking Disney, they could make the worst movie, and the special effects are still gonna look sweet mm-hmm. but anyway, well, let's talk for just a moment about what has been made into what attractions have been made into movies, and obviously, like you said earlier, Rachel, there's tons of rides that are based on attractions, but how many were an attraction first and then became you mean
1: rides that are based, <laughs> rides on, that are movies. based
0: on movies, yes.
1: Yes. So tons of those. But we're talking movies that are made just from an attraction. So yes. we mentioned the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Um
0: you have Are
1: they still making those? Are they still making new No, ones? <laughs> because
0: there was that fallout with Johnny Depp. Oh, sadness. The questionable ethics. I don't know, I don't know the full story, Me but either. I know Disney severed ties with him. I see. So there's been talk of them doing another one without him, but who knows? Mm. There's been enough. I personally feel like there's been enough. Yeah, there's been plenty. Yeah. Um, So you have Tomorrowland, which is not necessarily based on a single attraction, but a whole land at Disney. Um, Country Bears. Which we have not seen.
1: We have not seen that.
0: It looks pretty kitschy, and yeah,
1: I think I want to see it.
0: <laughs> I, I don't, but I, I will watch I will. it. I will watch it. Yeah, for the pod,
1: for the pod, and for the four-year-old. I think he might. Yeah, be into. I it. I also
0: read that there was a straight-to-TV Disney movie for Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. with um, Kirsten Dunst, yeah, Dunst. and um, who is the male? Was it Bill Pullman or no? Oh, um, Steve Guttenberg? Yeah. Pretty sure it was Steve Guttenberg. Anyway, th- that supposedly isn't half bad. So I'd like to see that. But then there's the monster that we, that we decided watch. to watch in preparation for this show. The yeah, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, so we watched
1: Haunted Mansion last night. It's
0: You know, it's the season of Halloween. Yeah. I knew it wasn't supposed to be a good movie. But I love the haunted mansions, one of my favorite attractions, and it was kind of like, let's see what they do with this, and it was probably worse than I thought it was going to be.
1: He compared it with the Emoji movie. He's <laughs> like, well, I said, it's, like, I said still it's better a, than the Emoji still movie, still better
0: than the Emoji movie.
1: But you're like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. I mean, and I'm, you know, I don't mind Eddie Murphy, right.
0: I'm, Eddie Murphy's fine.
1: Like, that could have been okay. I think it was literally everything else that was.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't like his acting or even his character yeah. ha- like was, it yeah, it was interesting enough.
1: Yeah. Fine. But it was like literally everything else was. Oh, yeah. Terrible. The
0: plot was so contrived. Didn't make sense half the time.
1: The script was awful.
0: Yeah. Special effects were bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it was what, 99? Um,. But the way they shoehorned haunted mansion
1: elements into it was just
0: awful. Shouldn't
1: have been that hard. Like, it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. I don't think. Like, if you have professional writers out there for Disney, you know, it's like, I don't. They they should know what they're doing. But clearly, something was wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Madame Leota was probably one of the worst parts about it i feel i don't know she should have just been kind of a minor role was
1: that jennifer tilly yeah the crystal ball head yeah yeah but she was she horrible would just, and, she would like, just show so... up
0: in random places like hey this is what we should do next to help solve this curse this, that there's, that that there's no sense. explanation for why there's actually a curse
1: yeah
0: oh yeah it was it was new levels of low.
1: Yeah, and I think I do think the main issue was the storyline and yeah. the whole curse thing. You're like if this had been even somewhat interesting or like made a little bit of sense.
0: Yeah. But it was just... I will say the one thing I in, I appreciated about the film was Grim grinning ghosts as part of the score and how they would do different things with it. You know, like slowing it down and speeding it up and orchestral and mm-hmm they did cool stuff with that song yes
1: yeah. one part i somewhat enjoyed was like the graveyard scene where they're kind of they had their little horse and buggy and going through the you see all the ghosts uh-huh come out because it's like the most reminiscent of the ride yeah like, i mean they've got probably... like the ballroom
0: scene which kind of felt like the ride a little yeah. bit but you're right that's when the hitchhiking ghosts show up
1: right and it's like uh,
0: it's when they find the sculptures that are like the barbershop quartet. Maybe
1: that was their jumping off point. You <laughs> <They're> know, like, <laughs> like let's We've do it. we could do a movie. <laughs> and then, yeah, they had one good scene and then everything else was just
0: poop. That's like I'm not a writer by any means, but that's kind of what I went to school for and I can't tell you how many times I've sat down and had an idea for a scene. I'm like, oh, I'll turn this into a full story and it just never works. But someone paid these people. For that idea. And then
1: they like, they just kept going with it. Yeah. They were never like, you know, <laughs> this isn't really working out or it's like, not coming, you know, coming into something that we're going to be proud of.
0: That was so bizarre. We're just going to
1: take it all the way.
0: A lot of the stuff from the ride, they, so Eddie Murphy goes, like, he like falls at some point, and it ends up like in a part of the house where no one else knows where he is. Yeah, and that's where you get
1: like it's yeah. That's
0: where you get the wallpaper with the eyes, and he's walking past paintings where the lightning's striking, and the paintings are changing. Mm-hmm. Those were some cool effects, but it was like you really crafted this abomination of a story to have like him wandering through the hallways of the haunted mansion and the graveyard scene, and mm-hmm. maybe the ballroom scene, and no stretching room. I don't. It was yeah. I was like, was "Where awful. is the stretching room?" It was terrible. But In rough times. So we did it for the podcast because we
1: wanted to see what not to do.
0: Yeah, and and granted, we're going. We were inspired to do this based on the Jungle Cruise, which doesn't have anything to, to base it off of other than a trailer. So we don't know if it's going to be good. Right. And Pirates know. of the Caribbean. So uh-huh. we thought, okay, we've got some examples of what to do. Pirates. Some examples that have potential to be good. I think Tomorrowland, which we haven't seen, I had got mixed reviews. The trailer certainly looked cool. It's got George Clooney, you know, another kind of A-list cast there. And um, an extreme example of what not to do. Right. So we thought, what of the rides that do not have an IP attached to them yet, or I shouldn't say IP, that that have not been attached to a movie yet, what would we like to see done? And what would we do with those? So we kind of sort of came up with one for each park. Yeah. I think that's what we were going for generally.
1: So where should we start?
0: Should we start with Animal Kingdom?
1: Yeah. I think this one was sort of the most obvious one because it already has sort of a story within the ride. Um,
0: Yeah. You wouldn't have to do too much...
1: At least set it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where you go from there, who knows?
1: Right. So, this is Expedition Everest. Yeah. I mean, it'd be obvious. You go, you're on an expedition. People
0: into Everest. Yeah. And there's a Yeti.
1: Right. Things go awry. You obviously hit some broken tracks. You have to go backwards.
0: (laughs) You're going backwards. But you run
1: to a Yeti and, you know, all sorts of.
0: You could throw some river rapids into it at some point, too, if you wanted.
1: Yeah. Some Cali River Rapids They're, yeah, in there. they're
0: neighbors. But um, yeah, the only thing is, I think if they did something like this, I would definitely want to see it in the realm of like Pirates where it's a PG-13, you know, f- they should have the freedom to kind of make it a little bit dark and a little scary, like not just like spooky for kids and stuff, but actually almost like a, I don't say a Disney horror movie, but frightening elements where you fear for the protagonists. Yeah, I mean like pirates in of the Caribbean. Exactly.
1: Because there are some scary scenes in that for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, so as far as like setting goes, do you have a time period in mind that you were thinking? Should this be modern day? Well, I don't want to go too much. Day? Yeah, I
0: don't want to go too much like um Jungle Cruise. Right. But but I that era like I don't what is Jungle Cruise set in? Cuz I want to say like, like 30s, the, 40s. Yeah, I was yeah. Say the 40s. So you could do that. You could do, like, 1920s. You could do 60s. I mean, Everest, I'm trying to think when ever it became really popular to climb Everest. Mm. Because you don't want to do it then where it's like, I don't know, they had, like, their oxygen tanks and yeah, or people were way too many people. Well, yeah, and it's just crowded by mountain climbing standards. You wouldn't want that.
1: Yeah, but can't have help on the mountain.
0: So maybe even taking it back... Even further, eighteen hundreds like they're looking for some sort of This is starting to sound a lot like Jungle yeah. Cruise, but it would it could be good. Hey, you know what? This could be Jungle Cruise too. It could be Emily Blunt and The Rock and they're going on another adventure and now they're going to Everest.
1: Oh, okay. So we have I'm a sequel. You,
0: yeah. If it does well enough, Disney, you got a sequel right there. Could be. Oh man, they could Why and not? they could just they could just keep hitting up. Different attractions. Then, next thing you know, they're doing Big Thunder Mountain and they're looking for gold.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're starting a franchise here.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. That If we were Disney executives, that would be the goal. I mean, that is the money. Mm-hmm. When you can create a franchise and you can just churn out, look like at Star Wars, churn out as many films as possible. Obviously, Star Wars, they kind of learned their lesson that they reached a, a limit, you know, when Solo did really poorly. And they were kind of pumping them each year. But, yeah, they're still making tons of money off of those. And, and that's ultimately what you're going for. So anything else to add about Expedition Everest?
1: Not that I can think of.
0: Yeah. Okay. That was, that was the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I feel like. So we're going to stretch it a little bit. Stretch our imagination a little, if you will.
1: Hmm. One little spark is move all it in, takes.
0: <laughs> Moving to Epcot. And uh, we thought for our Epcot attraction that the most, I don't know, like not the most sense, but the attraction that could be a really fun movie would actually be Journey into Imagination.
1: Which may surprise some of you. Yeah.
0: Might surprise our listeners. Since so our opinion of that ride is uh,
1: controversial. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing We're, we love we've Fig-Man. always been honest about Figment <laughs> being such a fun little character yeah. and not feeling like He's that attraction really
1: does him justice.
0: Doesn't do him justice and it doesn't capture the essence of what that ride is trying to convey about the spirit of imagination. Mm-hmm. So, what better way to do it than a film where this creature, Figment, is created and unleashed into the world. And I'm thinking a very like Lilo and Stitch-esque plot where maybe he's not saving a, a family, you know, a broken family. Probably
1: and not in Hawaii.
0: Definitely not in Hawaii. Um, but in the sense where he's causing tons of chaos and disruption and these people's lives are spiraling out of control because of this flying dragon. But through it, you start to see that he's actually like inspiring people, and they're becoming more creative, and they're getting out of their doldrum lives and experiencing yeah. life to the fullest, and
1: bringing you know... people together, of course. Right? And...
0: Yeah, and you know the protagonist, he's maybe some high school kid, and has some like there might be a love interest, but some some goal that he's striving for in life, and just feeling like where he's at, he's not really going anywhere, not going to get there, and it's figment that. Helps him find his true self and express himself, and journeys into imagination. And
1: mm-hmm. on the other his side, his goals are met. I, I was thinking at least a character, and it could. I was thinking like of a middle school kid that was like sure that would super, work too. Super serious and yeah. was like, you know, couldn't get away from his studies and was just you know never having any fun, and is just like really just anxious and burdened by his you know, academics, and then Figment comes in and shows them how to bring imagination and joy into things. I mean, that would just be part of it because, you
0: know. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I I will say as a former middle school teacher, that describes zero middle schoolers that I know. That's the problem.
1: (laughs) But it does describe high
0: schoolers. Hmm? It does describe many of my high school students where we just did our um, senior college application essays, and, and quite a few of them did write about I had to have a moment where I stopped seeing everything as this path to my future and start living in the moment and enjoying life to the fullest. And yeah. Like what a teenager doesn't need that? I will message?
1: say this movie will probably be targeted towards middle schoolers. So you'd want a middle school protagonist. I get that. So as to relate to them. Mhm. That's just my my two cents. Well, but, you could I go mean, with
0: you could go with the old trope of he doesn't have any friends or whatever, but I like that—that that it's life is stifling, and you just need to
1: one little spark. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you know, and then you have your dad. I mean, you could do all these stereotypical—your dad that works too much and is bogged down by work, or the mom that. Yeah, is... I was—I
0: was thinking a very Mary Poppins kind of resolution to it.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: But with more plot than Mary Poppins.
1: Yeah, not just a series of happenings.
0: And this would most definitely have to be a musical. I do not want just One Little Spark.
1: Playing for two hours <laughs> like, that, you, like yes. you were actually on the ride. <laughs> and then you're waiting for Ralph and Vanellope after and, and still listening still to One Little Spark.
0: No, I mean, One Little Spark would have to be a part of it and should be. But what I mean is that it's Haunted Mansion. Okay, They had Grim Grurning ghosts just kind of occasionally sprouting up and... The theme. It was it was it was the, the theme. The musical theme. I don't want one little spark to just be the musical theme of the movie. I want like Willy Wonka type <laughs> songs. Could work. Throughout.
1: Yeah. I think we're on to something. Yeah.
0: It'd be it's a very it'd be a very oops, I just bumped my mic, sorry. It'd be a very vibrant, you know, colorful Yeah. Movie. And you could contrast with like, you know, Lots of lots of gray palettes and stuff before Figment arrives, and then the film as gets more and more like, colorful yeah, as he bops through see. The... We're on to some, and then the senses. Oh, and you could have like the sound kind of develop through the film as well, where it just gets more auditory as well. You know, because yeah, the, the ride's all about the senses. The senses and,
1: yeah, which I'm not sure if that's in the original. Is it about the senses? In the the original, original journey into imagination. Yeah.
0: I don't know, because my memory of childhood is pretty weak. Yeah. I know I wrote it.
1: I never did. So and I've I watched
0: it on YouTube within the past couple months, but I'm sorry. I got nothing for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I Irrelevant, want...
0: though. I just think that could be a cool development of the film
1: i suppose maybe well, i just didn't like that part of that that whole the story on the ride didn't make sense to me and that made me dislike the ride so i don't know about it. But, but when you're making the... these
0: movies you got to pay homage to the attractions yeah
1: well we have figment and the journey into no, i know imagination i'm just saying that's another sparks.
0: that's another nod and you could have the scientist in it at some I'm point or at least saying. like the name of him
1: you don't have he to nod to the, the crap <laughs> stuff
0: right that's just my opinion and no no shoehorning you yeah. know i would love to hear you know a, a mention on the phone of the flubber doctor yeah. just because he's in the queue he's not even in you know what i mean not even in the rock, right but
1: they just kind of in the attraction they nod to a few like you know zany Disney scientists, scientists.
0: yeah Oh yeah, Rick Moranis' character from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Mm hmm. But I think that's I think we got a solid one, Rachel. I think so. Let us know what you think, guys.
1: Someone's gonna steal this and sell it to Disney.
0: Well, this is this gets published. This is an okay. official you know, it's not a copyright, but um intellectual claim here we have on this with property that doesn't belong to us. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Magic Kingdom. And I think this is where we started to disagree a little bit and little bit. maybe stretch it and help us out here. So we're going to kind of lay this out. It's not a fully fleshed out idea. Yeah, and Maybe
1: as we talk about it, I'll come around maybe. because this, like I did think about this ride initially when we were, you know, thinking about attractions that could be made into movies, but I was like, I just don't see how that would work, especially with like the story of the ride. Now I we will tell you what we were talking about.
0: And that is the Frontierland Shooting Gallery.
1: no. You're hilarious, though.
0: Thank you. So we were actually talking about...
1: The Carousel of Progress. Yeah.
0: It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow.
1: I love this song. <laughs> I will say that. It's my jam. I
0: thought you were going to say tomorrow is only a day away.
1: No, that's how I like to sing it, though. <laughs> Tomorrow's just a day away. It's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Um, so your soundtrack is going to be Money right there. I
0: mean, yes, you like previous ones, you have one one song. A great one. Yes. So, but I mean, we're not making the Tiki Room attraction which has a great song and we didn't feel like there was a story there. Which don't get me wrong. I think they could do something with those birds. Yeah. But it would be. Ma- I could see it maybe being like a short or a Disney Plus show or something. Just, just to have fun with it, some animated, non-feature film. Carousel Progress, feature film. How are we going to do this? Um, <laughs> Rachel's like, I don't know. This was your idea. I don't know. I'm envisioning something where we're just we're seeing this family kind of go through time. But the problem is,
1: how? Right, because the fam like. I've ridden the ride one time, but was my understanding that like the same family. Mostly, like they stayed around their same ages, and they just traveled, through the the different decades.
0: They age. They age, but not. But
1: obviously not. Quick enough. Yeah, not in real time. Right. So, would there be some sort of time travel element to this? Or would that just be too crazy?
0: Yeah, because you can't do like an anti-aging thing where they just age really slowly. Because still, how are you going to span a hundred years?
1: Well, could you do like a museum type thing? Where like they jump into like museum exhibits and then like go into that world or something? Yeah. But what are you thinking?
0: Well... I think you got to do it in a tight time frame. I don't think you can span the whole a hundred years and who knows, maybe we'll get like four of these. <laughs> so, so successful. You get your sequels <laughs> and each one's a new, you know, like 30 year period or something. But I don't know, like turn of the century, early 1900s or something like that, where all these kind of innovations are happening and the family's adjusting and,
1: you were saying it would be like National Lampoon style, where they're just getting yeah, 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 crazy. It's a comedy.
0: Antics. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're just like rust. this. It's just like this. Yeah, it's a funny family, and and not not taking place in like modern day, and they're on vacation, but just you know, growing up as technology changes around them, and I don't know. I would love to see it where it actually spans different eras. But the same family. I just don't know how, what plot well, device kind of you could possibly to. come up with.
1: It would have to for it to be funny and for them to like kind of have to, you know, deal with the the constant changes that are happening. Because, you know, it's like we adapt. We're all living in a, a time where we're having to adapt to technology. Mm-hmm. But with the rapid, you know, new things coming every... So often where they're just like, oh, another new thing. Wowzers.
0: Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I don't think it would work (laughs) as a movie. But again, we've got Disney plus coming out and I could definitely see like a mini series where you just got this family and they're, you know, each one is like a, you know, 30, 40 minute episode or whatever. And they're dealing with the trials of their times and hilarity ensues and.
1: Yes, but I, I still
0: sitcom esque.
1: I still think you have to like,
0: you string them together somehow.
1: Yeah, you have to have some kind of device that strings it together. But also, I think place them into a situation where they're uncomfortable.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, but I'm what I'm saying is, I think rather than trying to come up with some crazy plot device that no one will believe, where they're somehow jumping through time, just each episode is a different era and it's the same family but it's like now we're placing them in this new setting yeah but but we come to know and love the characters and so like you know what I mean we appreciate their interactions and how they react to the technological improvements and, do you remember I mean Land much of... much like the, the ride is do
1: you remember Land of the Lost yes where they just like drove into a crack and then they were in the dinosaur times
0: uh huh do so you want to do something like that?
1: <laughs> Just saying it's possible.
0: No, okay. Okay, now we're <laughs> on to something. Because you could have like, think about at the end of Carousel Progress when it's the oven that's like malfunctioning and mm-hmm. well, it's not really malfunctioning, but they don't use it properly, so it's Yeah. C- cooking the turkey and it sets it on fire. What if there was some device in the home that always malfunctioned and in each different era it's the same device but it's now let's say it's the the fridge or whatever because they always have to have a fridge and something happens each time where it's like something happens in the fridge
1: yeah and then they're
0: and then they just jump into another period but like
1: then they have to like oh man now what? but you'd have to have it
0: where they're not self-aware of like yeah oh man things just change like crazy this is what is this newfound technology? It's just they're still themselves, but it's just like like a uh, dimension shift of some sorts, except it's a time shift. Hmm. They're just there. It's still very...
1: It's new. It's a okay. stretch. We, we're, we're working on it.
0: We should have ended with Journey into Imagination. I think that's our struggle. We really
1: ended on a high point with that, or we could have ended on a high note.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was our best idea. Ever. Started with <laughs> the low-hanging fruit, ended with this crazy patchwork idea that probably will never work. But I want to hear from you guys. What attractions could possibly be made into movies and potentially have it work? I honestly never would really have thought Jungle Cruise.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean now, I mean, right. now, now that this is a topic like, oh, yeah. for the show, I'm like, yeah, that yeah, totally. maybe is the best choice for Magic Kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like how would you do Big Thunder Mountain or I was thinking about Barnstormer, and it's like, what What even is that ride? Well, I know it's Goofy flying Nine. a plane. Maybe there's a show there. Not so much a movie, but right. a that show. There's definitely a Mickey like a... Short there.
1: Yeah, definitely a Mickey Short is what I was going to say. Yeah. Well.
0: We do have some honorable mentions. Well, right. well we our listeners mention... are probably thinking, what about what about Hollywood Studios? The
1: problem with Hollywood Studios <laughs> is that... They are all movies.
0: Yeah, the very design of the park. And then it's like before they got rid of great movie ride, it's like, okay, I guess that's an attraction. But it's still based on all of those movies.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, what do you even do with this? And we thought about it. And really, the only attraction there that's not based on an existing movie or show or something of that sort is Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. Now, I'm the last person who wants an Aerosmith movie. <laughs> movie. I don't mind Aerosmith. I mean, but... I
1: liked Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what? Really no, I liked Armageddon. I'm just, saying that's not oh, just kidding that it's an Aerosmith, Aerosmith it. movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think you can make a movie. I mean, you know, they have Detroit Rock City, which was, you know, about trying to get to a concert, right? Mm-hmm.
0: You have That's a funny, like, stoner comedy. You have Disney a, wouldn't do that.
1: A Goofy movie, which is about trying to get to a concert.
0: Which I still think the if they were ever to retheme Rock and Roller Coaster, having to get to a Powerline concert
1: Needs with Goofy and Max would just be yes.
0: insane. It would be amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: how that wasn't the theme for the ride in the first place. I mean, I guess Air, Aerosmith is a big draw. I get it. But, man, that'd be incredible. But that is what the movie would be. Right, if we were to do Aerosmith, Rock and Roller Coaster the movie, it would yeah. be something akin to Goofy movie.
1: Right, uh, trying to get to a concert. Yeah, movie, well, because the whole movie,
0: because the whole movie can't be
1: a, a ride. The like ride. The, yeah. The crazy a cat car ride. ride. Yeah. yeah. So there could be. It's the end of, it. of the
0: movie where the band catches wind of oh, you need to get to the show. We'll help you out with that. Right. Like the climax.
1: Right, they finally you know run into so the yeah. Band or I mean, whatever. you could
0: make it like a road trip movie, but man, that would just be such a terrible movie. Like yeah. no, nobody <laughs> in the right mind wants wants their
1: that. name on that. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we got a movie. It's about getting to an Aerosmith concert. Hard pass. Um, other honorable mentions. One idea that that we were kind of batting around is. This idea of just, okay, so you got Tomorrowland, but what if you had a movie that was just the Magic Kingdom movie? I don't think there's any other park you could really do this with, but I imagine like a night at the museum type film where you're in the park at night and things kind of come to life. It's
1: like a Disney after hours, what happens when the parks close. Yeah,
0: and the attractions come to life, and of course... Part of, part of that is, well, they're all based on other movies, but still you could have this incredible universe. And Rachel kind of said, isn't that Kingdom Keepers?
1: Yeah, there's a series. It's I like have a, no idea what that is. It's like a juvenile fiction or like young adult fiction. Uh-huh. It's called Kingdom Keepers, and they have a, they have a whole series of it. But I started it. I couldn't get into it. But from like the – maybe I got through – I don't know, maybe a fifth of the first book. Um, yeah, what's the gist of it? It was this. It was this kid who was like working for Disney, and like he was like a holog like they were using his image as a hologram to be to be like a tour guide of some kind. But then like he gets kind of you know he ends up there after hours for some reason. He gets called in like after hours, and then this you know spooky cast member guy. Um, you know is telling him like you have to figure out the you have to save whatever is going on and kind of takes him through the different areas of the park and like the park you know is like coming to life and like the, the different but you have like your Disney villains and stuff in it I think oh yeah coming to life and whatnot like You'd that have to. so like I said I couldn't get super into it even though I wanted to. And some people love them, so I'm not saying mm-hmm. don't check it out. But it was like definitely for, like, like a ten year old would yeah. love it. Ten year old Rachel Fry I, would have I, like I c- been super into it.
0: But. It could be cool. That again kind of sounds more like it would be better as a show. Yeah. Than a movie, but Maybe. a movie still that could still be pretty cool for that.
1: Yeah. So we, I just, and I'm sorry if you are a Kingdom Keepers fan. I totally butchered the, the premise of that because I. You know, read very little of it, like, over a year ago. Yeah, and
0: I wasn't about to read, like, a Wikipedia article and pretend I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, so. so. We just kind of, that's why it's an honorable mention. We just kind of chalked it up and said, oh, I guess there is kind of a thing that's like that. And they could turn that, rather than turning an attraction, if you will, into a movie, this would be turning the Kingdom Keepers into a movie. So, I mean, the books may not be, I might not be their target audience, but I would still check out that film or that show if they did something like that. Because just seeing the Magic Kingdom come to life and, yeah, oh my gosh, and, and like, like the, the yeah. epic universe that you have of all those different movies coming together sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, it could be cool. I think they, they were onto something with those books, so.
0: Yeah. Well, we may find ourselves reading them to our child Maybe. at some point in time.
1: Maybe I'll try again. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But worth but mentioning. I guess i got to end on that note. That, that silty note.
0: Well, there's always the tiki room.
1: <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Rachel's shaking her head.
0: It's like Kilimanjaro Safaris, the movie. What would that be? That would be part four of the Jungle Cruise series.
1: I'm like blanking right now.
0: On what Kilimanjaro Safaris is? Yeah. The safari. You take an animal kingdom.
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 Okay.
0: So I'm saying you got, you got jungle cruise, right? Then they're going to go.
1: Yeah. Expedition. Expedition Exped- Everest. Yep.
0: And then they're going to go out West, big Thunder Mountain. And then they're going to go to Africa. We got to <laughs> Telling you. A quadro. A gold mine here, Disney. Hire us if you want.
1: Yeah. Do it.
0: (laughs) All right. I think that wraps up our topic for this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to us.
1: Our brainstorming ideas.
0: Um, Yeah, we basically got to just kind of have some fun and be creative with this topic. I really... I enjoyed it. I hope our listeners did. Yeah, so do
1: you have any ideas?
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want to hear more ideas. What do you guys think of these ideas? would you play off of them would you add to them and you know maybe we can kind of get get a
1: a you know, group thing going yes
0: group think many brains as possible on this come up with some sweet ideas or if you've got something that we haven't said or or maybe you liked the haunted mansion i don't know we want to hear your mm. opinions <laughs> and maybe keep that one to yourself let us yeah Just let kidding. us know i need to know if there's what your any, thoughts are
1: any haunted actual fans of that movie out there can't imagine. It's there like thirteen
0: percent of Rotten Tomatoes or something. So well, that was
1: thirty audience though. So some...
0: there's got to be some.
1: That's three out of ten people like that movie. It
0: was better than Emoji Movie.
1: I haven't seen the Emoji Movie, yeah. but anywho, cool. All right. Well, Thanks for
0: joining us this week.
1: We'll be back in two weeks.
0: As always, with some spooky Halloween themed content for you. Yes. You can find all of our episodes on partofourworld.net. That is our website where we post everything. Um of course if you're listening to us, you found the podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to, or maybe you're streaming us on the World Wide Web. Uh, but if you'd like to interact with us with us further, you can find us on Twitter at P O O W Podcast.
1: And on Instagram, we are part of our world podcast.
0: And on Facebook, we are also part of our world podcast. So um, any of those, social media, whatever works for you, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, we love connecting with people. Yeah, and thanks and for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. <laughs> right now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.